0: Hello, this is a podcast of one's own and today I'm here with Victoria and Aurora and we're gonna speak about gender and poverty. Hello. Which Hello. was both of your session. Mm-hmm. It was a really interesting one. Uh lots of statistics yes. and um yeah, a lot to a lot to think about, especially when we're talking about gender equality on like a global um scale. Because I feel like sometimes we are I mean, we're all from different backgrounds in Gensoc, but most of us are from Europe. Yeah, Western-centric. Or Western-centric, exactly. Yes. So sometimes I feel like it's hard to not lose perspective of what's actually important on a global scale and how women all over the world are affected by gender inequality. Um. So yeah, it was basically a session about how gender inequality and poverty sort of affect each other and about, like, what kind of sustainable um, development has to be done uh, to, yeah, to fight poverty all over the world mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and how, like, gender equality actually actually helps fighting poverty. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just to... Uh, one, one statistic that you brought in the beginning was actually from Oxfam, mm-hmm. which said that 60% of the... Um, of the world's poor or undernourished are women. Yeah. So um, can you explain, like, can you elaborate a, a bit on that? Why are women, sure, more likely to be poor? So this is,
1: again, this is all statistics from Oxfam. Um, so there's a bunch of reasons as to why 60% of people who go hungry are women. Most of them have to do with the roles that women have had to take on due to social expectations and social constructs. So, uh, globally, women earn 24% less than men. If I sound a bit blocky, it's because I'm reading statistics. (laughs) Um, At the moment, it will take about 170 years to close the global um, earning gap between men and women. There's another problem, which is that women do more unpaid work than men do. Just, again, socially, traditionally. Um, which means that if they do engage in work, they engage in part-time work yeah. because mm-hmm. they have unpaid to work to. Uh, yeah, they have unpaid work to take care of, and um, it's actually estimated that the value of women's unpaid work globally is year. Uh, each year is ten point eight trillion dollars. That's, that's how much. Insane. <laughs> yeah, I think we spoke about this last time when we talk about um, the concept of housewives and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and we did mention the idea of what if women were paid for their unpaid care yeah. work. That's that what insane. I.
0: That's like that's what I always say, and what I don't understand about it all makes me so angry. Why doesn't the government or the state pay women yeah. to literally like being a uh, full time like? We had we had another podcast about stay-at-home moms, so I'm yeah. not going to say mm-hmm. stay-at-home moms because it's a bit... It's a ridiculous term in my point of view. But why are, like, full-time mothers... That's, that's a full-time job. Yeah. Like, they yeah. get up in the morning with the kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Clean. Bring,
0: clean. Coop. Bring them to school. The Care whole the ch- <laughs> childcare household. Like, that's not... They yeah. don't do it because it's, like, fun all the time. Yeah. No. yeah. It's like a regular job. It's like fun. There are fun parts about it, but... Most of the times so you're just tired and you don't want you sleep or have some alone time, you know, mm-hmm. but you can't do it. So I'm like, this is completely ridiculous because yeah. at the end of the day, the kids are like, those those are the future generations. The, those are the, this is the future workforce. Yeah. They are keeping the state alive. So why are women not paid? And then, um, or or you know, in yeah. some families obviously it's the dad who stays at home, yeah. um, with the kids. So. I think we're Parents going to talk about a bit yeah. that
1: later, yeah. but also there's another thing which is a lack of ed- higher education for women too. That's part of the problem of, uh how gender equality feeds into poverty, because mm-hmm. and it's um in for example in developing countries if you know that a man is gonna earn more by having a high higher skilled job and you only have the mind to send off one of your children to school or to a good school you're going to send off your son because mm-hmm. they're the one who's going to earn more money earn more money yeah. and the girl is going to help you out and do an un- unskilled jobs unskilled labor like jobs um, yeah. as a matter of fact 75% of women in developing regions are in informal economy so for example agriculture and things like that where they're not protect, they're not very protected with employment contracts they don't have a lot of legal rights or social protection or at least there's a lack of knowledge around that so it's hard for women in those type of job to even break the poverty cycle and escape for those job from those conditions because they're not paid high enough mm-hmm. to actually be able to get get Financial independence as well, mm-hmm. and so just that is part of like those are some of like the reasons behind why, uh, or the reason that research has tried to give as to why women experience poverty more than men.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, there's also we've th- we we were talking about this a bit now just when you were talking about how women are the ones who not women but people who stay at home to care of their children which are traditionally more women
2: Mm.
1: how they are the ones who care for the next generation and there has been a lot of economic theory being developed around sustainable development which is very basic economics but i just don't see how you know maybe we should consider women too as
0: Mm. part of the of the of the labor force, yeah. but if maybe that would actually benefit <laughs> yeah. the state, mm-hmm. and you if, know they they'd be able to like pay higher taxes, which could then be reinvested yes. in like education and stuff,
1: or so. even by having more disposable income, they would be mm-hmm. able to purchase more, purchase, yeah. consume more, which would gain.
0: Which obviously as like for the, economy. the the unofficial anti-capitalist society is <laughs> a bit tricky, but I mean that's that's how it works. That's yeah. How, I mean that's, that's a the basic, system we live in. You know, so a, yeah.
1: but it's also like the basic economic theory yeah. of like putting money back into the mm. into the society so that mm. people earn more are able. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's a cycle, isn't it? But simultaneously, while you're doing that, you're also ensuring that those who care for children Mm. are more are happier, have shorter working days because if Mm. you have to do unpaid work and paid work at the same time, your quality of life is gonna be worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're ensuring that your kids have from both of their parents Mm. have healthier have an healthier growing experience basically and you also ensure that you set the right example for the future generation so that even the future generation will be able to have achieve more gender equality and thus be able to make word make the world more sustainable not in the sense of ecological sustainability but social and economic sustainability as well yeah
0: yeah from that's that's very interesting information from like Cause you study business and economics yes. so just from that point like that point of view um i also found it really interesting how you were talking about how women have sort of different um needs like yeah. in terms of like healthcare and just mm-hmm. different are like vulnerable <coughs> in a different way that's not really considered yeah which obviously also um you know plays into that whole uh inequality inequality thing um so we were speaking for example about period poverty. Yeah. And how that's mm-hmm. only now become like a thing that people are aware of and that we see that we have to we have to fight it. And I mean obviously in Scotland there's been like a big movement. Yeah, am I right um,
1: that today the pastel is to just make just up, I uh, think, period so. products completely free?
0: For everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously here at university which is which is amazing and it's only it's only there since for like, it's, been, it's been there for like a couple of months that yeah month. I don't think it's been we, that long we get um the products like menstrual products and everything tampons and pads they're in the toilets now finally yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to pay anymore because obviously there's the pink tax as well which puts the same tax on these products as it does for cosmetics and like makeup and stuff like women had a choice like we choose to bleed mm-hmm. once a month no no we don't Um. so but yeah I um, think sorry
1: just to go away. It's, it's nothing to do with poverty but I was on the luxury tax because in Italy it's a luxu- mm. luxury tax mm. there was this one person did you guys show me it? that was like well actually a woman just bleeds eight seven days a month seven days usually bleed this much milliliters for this much milliliters oh, you he's need like, this it's many only pads. So it's only one so it's only
0: one and you're just like oh no. my god you know mm. <laughs> And this coming from a guy, especially, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, but. So no I'm no to
1: just keep one sanitary yeah. product on without washing it or cleaning it or changing it for like. It literally said. In the, the description dangerous. for
0: like tampons, you have to change it every couple of hours. Yeah, because yeah, you're going to like
1: shop or Yeah. Are we at? yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so other than period poverty, there's also other things like just preventing. um Sorry, not preventing. Providing more, <laughs> more <laughs> medical, <Freud> yeah, <laughs> more medical care to women for women-specific um, conditions. Yeah. So, for example, in develop, for example, developing countries still have a problem with mortality mortality rates at birth, for the mother and maternal for the death. child. Yes, yes. Maternal, yeah, maternal. I think I can remember the, the word maternal death. So there is the question of question: We provide more. For that that's very gender specific there's a very gender specific, specific thing, issue yeah. mm-hmm. so that but also providing better sexual education to women too as to like preventing them from to contracting diseases so providing better sexual education at the same time giving uh, medical con- care to conditions that may ostracize them from society so for example i read about obstetric fistula which is a medical condition in which a hole develops in the birth canal as a result of childbirth and it can result in incontinence uh, for women and in some cultures or some um, yeah places when a woman ends up having that condition she's ostracized by her mm. husband and her society because of the foul smell air quotes mm. but that's what i read online and stuff like that so these are very you know gender specific stuff there needs to be better careful you. you can't just expect to solve poverty in a harmonized way in mm-hmm. a sense unified way because it is true that there are gender specific issues. issues that need yeah. to be addressed mm-hmm. and i think there is a gender equality programming i want to say by the UN mm. that looks into into these sort of issues too
0: yeah but also um another thing why i think especially like the whole fighting period poverty is so important as well. Um it literally prevents I mean, obviously we've we've spoken about how girls don't receive the same education as guys in certain countries, but also if you if you're on your period and you don't have anything to prevent the blood from like flowing out basically, um, you're not gonna go to school. Like no. you're yeah. not gonna and it's the same here, it's the same in like all over the world it's like you it prevents you from receiving like proper education and you won't you just won't go <laughs> I think <laughs> it's, it's also so.
1: very time consuming if you mm. have
0: sanitary products that are not pads or tampons
1: or anything mm. that but it's like the traditional cloth mm. which yeah. takes time to clean mm. and especially if you don't have access to um how do you call it in English, like a water system in your like house? I don't know. Running running yeah. yeah. Running, thank you. But <laughs> you have to, I just didn't remember the word in English. But if you have to like, go somewhere to be able to wash it and it's, you know, for seven days, and, mm. like that's very time consuming yeah. and that is going to mm-hmm. be your biggest concern. You yes, know, it's course, just,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah just, you just can't live your life. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's just different for like that. Yeah uh that period of time pun not attended (laughs) i just realized that um yeah so aurora you were speaking about uh poverty and gender in the uk Mm -hmm. because we've talked a bit about um poverty and, and problems in developing countries and gender issues there how how are things in the uk um
2: not good <laughs> <Honestly>. surprise surprise <laughs>
0: um
2: i mean i started off the session just by like um defining what like a poverty line is because mm. often we see like statistics talking about so and so many people are under the poverty line and yeah. um, so generally there is two ways of defining it there is um, relative measures and absolute measures so relative measures just mean how much resources do we have relative to everyone else. Mm-hmm. I won't be really oversimplifying these. Probably more complicated than that. But mm. technically, how how relative to others, how many resources do you have? And absolute is you. Um, there's a set amount of resources you need to have to have a decent standard of living. Yeah. And if you're under, if you don't have those resources, then you're under the absolute poverty line. Um. So, just like it was just. I don't know just looking at like i knew it was bad because like i have sociology so I, mm-hmm. I like i studied that so i knew that was it wasn't great um but it's still shocking to look up the statistics and see the how numbers, how yeah. bad is that and i also knew the uk is especially bad when you compare it to like a lot of european countries like scandinavia i mean yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but also generally like it's not obviously not the worst place to be in and i don't mm-hmm. want to be like oh god the uk is so bad when there's way worse place places to be um, but you can still say compared that it is to quite a tough, lot of yeah. w- other western countries the UK is just not doing well with like um, the poverty issue mm. so if you look at how many about 22% of all of the UK's population are under the
0: poverty line
2: and that's just and way that's too out many. of
0: out of sixty six point four million people, fourteen
2: point three about fourteen point three million people. Fourteen point three million many. people yes. in the UK live in poverty. Oh, and then when you just look at it, and it's around thirty four percent of children. Like poverty is bad. Yeah. Anyway, but it, especially children shouldn't like they shouldn't be under the poverty line. They shouldn't mm. go to yeah. bed hungry. Mm. They should have like. A decent amount of resources to live, mm, yeah, to start off
0: a good life, but that's just not the case. So, who's most affected? Like, who are the um, demographic groups that are most affected? So, most affected, more likely um, to be under the poverty
2: line. So, um, there's also a thing called like persistent poverty, which just means out of the last three years, you've been in poverty for a minimum of two. Mm-hmm. So, the most affected, like, the most like the groups that have been in persistent poverty the most are especially um single parents with children Mm -hmm. but uh, looking at the statistics that's where like the gender issue comes in looking at statistics well i think 90 percent of single Single parents parents are women so if you look at that and you see a massive gap between how many how more affected single families with children are Mm. you'll see that there's the whole issue of like gender pay gap the fact that if you want to take care of the child you have to have a full-time job but if you're a single parent someone needs to look after the child yeah. so you need to affect and uh, you need to afford daycare or some sort mm-hmm. of care especially if you don't have another like maybe you have your parents as a support system so i'm not saying everyone doesn't but a lot of people just won't have that or their parents will still also work because yeah it's not like so you're more likely like, yeah. to take a
0: part-time job so you're
2: more like take a part-time so job you're you already less get money paid and you can't progress yeah in and you can't progress yeah. so there's just a lot of like you just kept in this like mm cycle that you can't get out of and then you try to like take care of the child that also doesn't really <laughs> work it's like it's just a whole whole issue mm. yeah and then looking at like just the 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 air quote benefit system in the uk kaylee also pointed like out. it's not really a oh, benefit yeah. system yeah it's not the system so the yeah. system in the uk is based on sanctions and punishment mainly mm-hmm. what does that mean so it means i mean we we looked at that in, in class um for example there was this case of I think it was a single mother who called up and she was like, I need this extra pain like, she was like, I need this extra benefit and blah blah blah, and they were like, well, you're clearly able to I don't quite remember the case, but it was something like well, you have a job and you're clearly able to call and you still have a house, so you don't need it so she didn't get the extra money Wow. so I'm like, it's all... You have
1: your basic needs met, I'm so and I'm like. so
2: as long as you have a cell phone, you don't really <laughs> need food, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, like especially fine. like that's already really bad if it's just <laughs> one person, but it just doesn't consider the fact that there's another child, there's a, mm. or like multiple children often are the yeah. case as well it's just single families doesn't mean it's just one child and one mom like it can't just be as like a mom and then a mm. multiple children or obviously i don't want to like exclude the dad but as we said 90 percent okay there's women mm. so it's just the the benefit system is a lot that's of like you shit. need to prove continuously that you're like not in a like good condition yet you're lacking the resources Mm -hmm. and then often it's like well you're able to work or you're already spending this time it's just not taking a lot of things into account Mm -hmm. um
0: and it's basically like speaking like we always do and talking about intersectionality mm -hmm. so yesterday we had a phenomenal session um, about feminism Mm -hmm. and disability Mm -hmm. um where our member like our member kaylee she she held the session and yeah so she was also speaking about how disabled people are way more likely to be poor obviously because it's less likely Mm -hmm. for them to receive proper education because of social stigmas and hence to get a job that actually pays your living expenses and same goes for ethnic and yeah just like other minorities um Mm there are just more hurdles to take basically like more barriers for you to receive education get a job um, Mm -hmm. and everything so yeah that's obviously the the more intersections as per usual, the more intersections the yeah yeah the more you you suffer um, in society and that's not because you're not qualified or or anything but because society makes it yeah. as hard as possible yeah. for you to get the same job that you know someone from a wealthier background or mm-hmm. a, a white skin color has yeah. So the last thing we we spoke about in the session was global warming. Yes. And we're also having a session coming up. It's probably going to be a collab with the Sustainability Society, hopefully. So we're going to talk about how um, global warming and sustainability are feminist issues because they tend to affect women more. Um, so yeah, how um, how can we push for like an economic growth in a sustainable way? That's the question that we asked. But first, maybe can you explain or elaborate a bit on how um, climate change is a feminist issue or how it concerns women more?
1: Yes, so we said before that women in developing countries are the ones who do most of the agricultural labor or land labor, Mm -hmm. so if climate change was to affect the lands, if you think about floods Mm. or rains or Mm. that those type of of issues. Extreme heat. Yeah. Yeah or the other exactly Mm -hmm. the other hand. Extreme heat. Um I don't remember the word in in English but um yeah so extreme heat and dry land basically Mm. they would be the ones who would have to respond most with like Mm -hmm. to those changes. And that is also like obviously that means that everybody would be affected, mm. you know, by climate change. Mm. And there is an issue of would developing countries be more affected by climate change anyways. But there's also the issue of would climate change affect women in poverty the most mm. because they're already doing those jobs that mm. would have to...
0: who rely on on natural resources. Yeah. So obviously if you... Um if there's a, like a flood or um, a hurricane or whatever you say, that's obviously caused by the climate crisis. Um, it would affect the world's poor obviously more because if you lose your home, you're not, you don't have any resources. You can't just move yeah. into a new place. You'd have no money to rebuild it. You you lose your entire, you know, like foundation and everything. Um, and since most of the world's poor are women, obviously women yeah. are disproportionately affected by climate yeah. change um so yeah that that does make sense um and then i remember we were watching a video where we were talking after a bit about like how um how gender responsible climate actions are yeah. because obviously we've really seen think, we yeah. have seen a lot of change and like people especially young people young girls pushing forward um like greta thunberg and like everyone just like sort of speaking up about how climate change climate the climate crisis is real and we have to we have to um you know um we have to change our the way we live and action has been taken but how how does it actually take into account the actions that that's been taken how does it take gender issues into account Mm -hmm. because like we said before women sometimes they have different schedules different needs and it's often not considered by those those action plans and also because there are literally no women on the board to speak up about the issues that affect women yeah
1: yeah i think part of the one of the things that i found most interesting about the video that we were watching Mm. and that really i never thought about what you were saying about scheduling and stuff like that there was a bit about like yes we can make bus or we can affect the bus Fairs or robust times mm-hmm. in order to prevent climate change or in order to de- um reduce the amount of car usage and stuff like that, mm. but we need to make sure that those times that we we apply those fares that we apply are actually convenient not only for women but for any other minority, mm-hmm. so it's a view okay. on climate change policy that takes into account the fact that policy makers should not be only people who are already in charge, mm. yeah. Because people who are already in charge are usually people who are white men. So, mm-hmm. so <laughs> again. It's so that yeah. it's, it's that whole idea of like having to have ways to make sure that women women in developing countries as well, though they are like obviously we're talking about like young girls and great and stuff like that, but they are the ones whose voice are being heard together mm-hmm. with the ones of maybe Expert, engineering expert, or whatever expert, mm-hmm. together the two voices need to be mm-hmm. considered together in order to make sure mm-hmm. that the policies that come out of it not don't just are not just white activism, mm-hmm. but they're actually effective for the wider mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. I think even based on the session we had yesterday with Kelly about disability and feminism and. If you think about a lot of the climate change initiatives that are taking place, a lot of them are ableist and very privileged buses. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't take a car mm. or the bike. I think I read somewhere like bicycles are... Everybody can use mm. bicycles. Not everybody can. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's very okay.
1: ableist as well. Mm. And uh, the buses as well. Like, yes, the UK, at least... Edinburgh has decent, I would say, bus services for mm. disabled people. But if you think about Italy or at least Naples, where I'm from, mm. I don't think there's one single bus that is like mm-hmm.
0: really yeah. no accessible. right. Okay, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm from Berlin. Yes, yeah, so, so it's a bit different there. But yeah, um, it's just it, it takes longer. Like yeah. it, I mean, you can't just walk down the stairs you have to wait for the elevator to take you down to the platform then you mm-hmm. have to get on the subway or onto the bus like it just takes more time and yeah um so going back to like the whole climate change climate crisis issue the video we were watching was basically saying how not just like the the projects that are funded by the government um shouldn't just employ like technical experts, like people who know like how to how to put it into action but also social and gender experts. Um and climate funds need to employ women because obviously they they'll know. (laughs) They'll know. Yeah, you need to Mm -hmm. have the
1: voices of the people Mm. who are primarily affected. Yeah. Mm. Because otherwise, no. What's the point? Like you can have something that is technically impeccable Mm. and it's the biggest renewable source of the century and mm. it's amazing, but then you actually try and apply it and it's not doable for anybody who's actually actively involved. I think that's mm. you know, I think that needs to be part of the of the conversation. And I do think that sometimes activist movements tend to be not communicating
0: with one another. I also think, and I want to bring this up in our sustainability session, how the I was so I was talking about in the session how I find it interesting that most climate activists are young girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like on the one end I'm like, "Hmm, why why is it like that?" On the other I'm like, it's in my opinion it's like a, it's socialized as well. Like women are sort of socialized to to be like to be caring mm-hmm. and it's not it's not, you know, you if you say, "Oh, I do care about the environment and I want to get involved, I want to help." you're not going to, like when you're a woman, you're not going to get any shit for that. But when you're a man and you're like, oh, I'm a vegan because I care about the environment, you're very likely to be made fun of by your mates or Mm -hmm. at least by like other people. So I think that explains it a little, but I do think that the climate uh, movement has a problem because it's really, really white. And also Mm -hmm. that goes into like the whole like, portrayal of it in the media obviously Greta's amazing and like we've seen her a lot and she's doing a lot of good work Um, but there are also activists from all over the world who've done the same thing they've gone on like strike and boycotted like certain Mm -hmm. things and everything and they're just not really it's just not really covered in the media like that's just not focused on and they're literally cutting activists out of photos and did you, oh did, god, you, see did you see that Oh my god, did you see Twitter? that? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. So, there that, that was obviously a huge, um, <laughs> back, like, backlash on Twitter and everything. Probably actually happened. But yeah. But, yeah. So... Maybe we can talk about that in the sustaina Yes. Mm-hmm. Sustainable uh, am yeah. saying sustainable mm-hmm. session but <laughs> <laughs> um in the collab with the sustainability society because to be honest I I've I noticed certain things but I've never really done proper research on no. it. I've never mm-hmm. looked into it, but I would like to for us to speak about it. Yes. And yeah, it's obviously really important and we cannot lose the global perspective no. when we discuss sometimes, you know, is it feminist for a woman to wear makeup or not? It's I mean, I'm not saying that's not relevant at all. I'm just saying on a global perspective. There needs to be more perspective sometimes, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. on on the things we... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, we are going to end the session on a humble note (laughs) of us to um, do a bit more research into the topic and, yeah, cover more um, subjects that are sort of relevant um, on a global scale. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And next week, we're going to talk about um, either disability and feminism or gender and war. (laughs) Stay tuned. Surprise. No spoilers. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.